Hey, hey, what's going on, Queenies? Kev and I are back, spinning our fancy internet wheel and blabbing non-stop. Thanks for stopping by. In other news, she's so cold after a devastating revelation that we had to send the Coast Guard in for an emotional rescue. That should make sense later. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Put your feet up. We are talking Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. I don't feel narcissistic. Seaside Pod Review. So, Kev. Mm, hey. Did, uh, did Santa stop by your place or uh, were you too much of an asshole? I mean, I don't know how I ended up on the nice list. But I sure as shit did, and I I was spoiled rotten this year, my friend. Hmm. Absolutely spoiled rotten. I got the my wife got me. Well, she picked up a couple of things for me before. I'd said, hey, if you're still shopping for Christmas, I'd love that Van Halen box set. So they reissued um, the four Sammy albums on vinyl with a sort of a special album full of all the sort of outtakes and B sides and this kind of stuff, right? We said, yeah. oh, I've already I've already got your stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck on. Well, whatever. That's okay. Well, I'll pick it up later in the year, whatever. And turned up. Last present I opened on Christmas Day. It's the box set. Good for you. Wow. And, and I got... Uh, you spun it? I spun um, Balance last night, which I just... I fucking love that album, and a lot of people don't. But, I mean, to me, it's... I think if you listen to that one, if you didn't like the songs, you the, the production quality in that album... It's just incredible. Like everything sounds, it's the probably the best sounding album they ever made. Very hmm. nicely done. Interesting. How, how about you? What did you get for Christmas? Love um, the call, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I you know, uh, I didn't get anything. What do you mean, didn't get anything? I didn't like. I didn't get anything. <laughs> that's, that's a bit grim. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. I just pretty much, buy, you, you, I pretty much buy what I want, and and I don't really need anything, so I didn't ask for anything. You and you and Mrs. Cardinal don't uh, don't exchange gifts, eh? Well, uh, we do, we do, but uh, that's going to be in the form of of a vacation here in about a month. Uh-huh. So you should tell the folks where you guys are going. Just a little wee trip to Southeast Asia, and we're going to go for about three and a half weeks. So that is our present to each other so yeah uh yeah but you know it was all good mm. it was all good we had lots of lots of good visiting and a couple of beverages and uh my lovely daughter came from edmonton and it was just uh the fuck hey eh? this is a good time man it's a good time it's awesome and uh i do have uh i do have something to to bring up though mm. uh my wife my wife mrs cardinal told me <laughs> That I swear too much in the podcast. What the fuck? Really? Fucking hell is exactly what I said. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I very much, very much love and respect my lovely wife. But uh, fuck that. I'm not going to quit swearing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just doing it just to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You're, you're some kind of wanker, eh? Some kind of wanker. Some kind of fucking wanker I is indeed. So my um my kids got me a gift this year, Andy, and they know me well. So Emma buys for me. So my youngest buys for me, and we're both sort of vinyl heads. So she got me a gift card for uh, the vinyl exchange. Mm. 
and a t-shirt that was two sizes too large. So I had to take that back today and get and, and hand that back in and get the re- uh, receipt or a uh, refund for it. And I picked right. up I picked up two LPs, both of which I'm pretty sure the cardinal will approve of. Hmm. Do go on. Cake, Comfort mm. Eagle, which has long line of cars, etc. You know, um, as well as Comfort Eagle, which I think might be my favorite uh, cake song. Maybe you can dress up like the Sultan in your onion head hat. Um, and then I got Beatles for Sale, which was probably my favorite album growing up. Mr. Moonlight. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. very nice. Uh, what what does the album go for at the vinyl exchange these days, Kev? Depends. I mean, if you're buying used, you can. It, you know, it depends on how rare they are, what kind of condition mm-hmm. it's in. But you get like a used anywhere between sort of. I've picked them up as low as six dollars, eight dollars, all the way up to sort of thirty, thirty-five. New, mm-hmm. you're looking a bit more because vinyl's so expensive these days to print on. So, I think Beatles for sale cost me forty-one dollars. I want to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's volume forty-one Canadian. So you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't know what that is in uh, Great British pounds. Less smaller number, twenty four and a half pounds sterling, according to the uh, the Google machine. Nice. So there you go. Well, well, so everything's really coming up brown, and you're on holidays for three weeks, right? I'm I'm still off for two weeks. I got this week and next week. I'm still off. Yeah, I'm just a lazy bum. Wow. Good for you. More fucking power to me, I say, Randy. Yeah, the more power to you, Kev. You know, you take a pretty solid shit kicking on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> you know, we all love you, and we just think the world of you, Kev. It's the way Jesus would have wanted it. <laughs> All hail, JC. Happy birthday, JC. Yeah, that's right. Kenny G has a Christmas album out this year. Hey, happy birthday, Jesus. Hope you like crap. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what Jesus wanted. Is he wanted us to eat stuffing and turkey to celebrate <laughs> his birth. And spend, 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 spend. Spend, yes. On ourselves, not the poor and the needy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the christian way absolutely i do have one little maybe quick story i should maybe bring up real quick Mm. so to our lovely listeners mr brown and i got together last week and consumed far too many beer but that's not the story Oh dear god here's the story so i had picked up the bass guitar and we were working on a couple little funny little little fun little interstitials things for the podcast and and i picked up the bass guitar and i just out of the out of kind of nowhere it just kind of popped out of my fingers I started playing the song by the Stones, uh, Emotional Rescue. So now, I mean, you know, I said to Kev, hey, look, this is, this, this bass lick just kind of, just kind of popped out of my, you know, it's a great song. Hey, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, so here's, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Kev, how old are you? I'm 50 years old, Randy. You're 50 years old. And like, as a hobby, what do you do mostly? Mainly listen to music. Yeah, I'd say that that takes up and, and sort of comments on music. It takes up a lot of my time, yeah. And con, so you're basically sort of a music commentator. I, I, would, our, I would say. Our good friend, my good friend, Kevin Brown, had never heard the song Emotional Rescue before. And I'll tell you, after I heard that, I needed sort of a bit of an emotional rescue of my, of my own to sort of overcome the disbelief that this guy's on every podcast known to fucking man <laughs> all over the world talking about music and he'd never heard the song emotional rescue before and he said well it couldn't have been a hit in the uk so we looked it up and it was a number one 
<laughs> I was really annoyed at that. <laughs> it was a number one in, in North America. <laughs> number one all over the world. Never heard of it. <laughs> so, so my question to you folks is, one, have you heard the song Emotional Rescue? And two, what's wrong with this Kev fella? You know what really made me laugh though that that night because we and we did we, we should tell people that we got fucking piled in in a big way like it was sloppy drunk no we were very very civilized but just the number of times you the number of times you you turned to me just deadpan with complete incredulity said really you've never heard that song you just couldn't you couldn't compute that I hadn't I, heard that song and you know what Randy here's the thing you played it for me played it we we sat and listened to emotional rescue couldn't tell you how it goes now. So, so anyhow, so to conclude this story, I told Kev uh, via text the other day that going forward, uh, just anything that I hear that, that I think, well, I wonder if Kev, Kev's heard this. And the, so the bar has been raised significantly. So I'm just going to be sending you just everything. Oh, just no. Everything. Yeah. Like, are you familiar with Nickelback, for example? I mean, I will end the call. <laughs> if, if, if you go down this road, I will end the call. <laughs> Yes, I am also, aware of those fucking shit peddling mules from fucking Hannah Alberta. Yeah. I wish they'd I mean, stop it. So, but you know, you know, but have you heard all the stuff? Like, have you at least heard the hits? I mean, I've heard that this is how you remind me and mm. rock, rock star, which makes me want to chisel the enamel off my teeth without anesthetic. I hate that song. Rock. Rockstar is oh just about one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It's just almost as bad as Truck. Yeah. I mean, it's close. It's, it's close. close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, last week we covered a not very famous Queen song that, um, you know, non or casual Queen fans wouldn't know and you didn't know called Give no, Me the I, Prize. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't even remember the title. So. <laughs> <laughs> But you voted first, or you guessed first on how the Twitter poll would shake out, Randy. Mm. And you've been remembering lately how you voted. So do you remember how you voted on this one? Did I say 75? You said 75-25. And you went first, so you fought, because I was going to go 75-25 if I'd had my druthers, and I had to go, mm. I decided, well, should I go above or below? And I went 80-20. So what is this right week's on. poll result? Well, for a champion, we got 76.1% and biting the dust at 23.9. So, uh, yeah, hey, it's nothing. <laughs> it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing to you. Ah, it's nothing, yeah. I just, it just comes easy. All right, Leighton Brown. Top Leighton says, love it, love it, love it. The bagpipes... The bagpipes themselves can fucking do one horrible per pervasive din. Cannot stand them. But Brian's interpretation, fantastic. And as you said, he dropped the bagpipe solo in the FGB, FBG on his Another World Tour. But I just couldn't not place it. I knew the melody, recognized it, hummed it along in my head, but it bugged me for days, if not weeks. After I just uh, couldn't identify it, hearing it out of context like that. Give me the prize, it's a champion all day long. A lovely throwback to the batshit bonkers queen of the 70s, heavy metal guitars. Brian turning the red special into another instrument. Freddie's throat-shredding vocals. 
Yes, please. Top Layton cooks. Top Layton swings. He's got the look. Woo! Top Layton. He's the king. And then uh, finally, the bagpipes. Not a musical instrument, not in my opinion, but a legal definition. <laughs> and so he sends us a link to this. This is awesome because there was a guy who used to pipe on Hampstead Heath. Um, but you're not allowed to play musical instruments on Hamster Heath. So he, he, he took it to court, um, and he claimed that um, that the bylaw didn't uh, apply to the bagpipes as they are actually an instrument of war. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, man, I brilliant. I really, really, really like bagpipes when they're played well. I don't know. I think it's just being be, like growing up in the military and having marched behind a pipe band now and again. There's something very rousing about it to me. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, very similar to a sort of a chainsaw kind of sound, right? <laughs> uh, Paul Wobblyoff says, uh, I'd ask Randy Woods his opinion, but he hasn't seen Highlander. Despite the bad guy tag, has the Kurgan grown into a cult antihero? I don't know. I have seen the movie, Kev. <laughs> but but in, well, when was it released? 1980 or something? 85. I think. Yeah. I so, like, anything. that's when I would have saw it. So, I don't remember fucking fuck all about it. So, you tell me, is uh, is the Kurgan an anti hero? Well, we got into this. He's not, I don't think he's an anti hero. No, because he's a shithead. He's, he's, he's the antagonist of the piece. But as we were discussing, we kind of got into this in the thread a little bit. I mean, really, he's only doing what he's genetically coded in to do. You know, the, the, the immortals are trying to be the only, you know, be the one. So really, yeah. he's just acting on his DNA. So it's, we don't get on, you know, if, if a if a coyote kills a fucking hare, we don't call it evil. That's just yeah. nature doing its thing, right? So I just fucking lay off the Kurgan, I'd say. <laughs> Clancy Brown's a nice fucking guy. You leave him be. <laughs> uh, Andy Hall Radio says, I've come to the realization that I much prefer Queen when they're working from a blank palette rather than a preconceived framework, which I believe this and others like it is. Regardless of Freddie, Brian et al. giving 100%, I'm afraid this one goes to the dust pile for me. And that's fair. I mean, you know, when you're writing, as you said, when you're writing to spec, we, we talked about that. There's not like, it's not a massive long list of great songs that were written for movies, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, Richard Heron says, if you ever get an anonymous card through the post box addressed to Dear Richard, with these exact words, should you be worried? Asking for a friend. So, yeah, the, 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 word, the word he's referring oh, to is it also left right. a man's decapitated lying on the floor next to his own severed head. A head which at this time has no name. And I guarantee you, Randy, a lot of our listeners just said, I know his name. Um, Corey Morissette. I'm not sure who that is. Um, <laughs> he said, if I were to title this episode, I'd call it Cardinal Giggle Pants and Cheeky McChucklebutt guffaw at their own wankery for an hour. Then play a Queen song. Good tune, though. It's a good tweet. Tweets about tweeting. Yeah, I'm not sure who this Corey guy is, but anyhow. Paul Bradbury <laughs> says, I'm narrowly voting champion. This would be a third option territory for me, if it were available. But as we know where SPR voting options are concerned, there can only be two. And Paul, you're right. You're right. You, you, you fucked if, it there, Randy. You fucked it. And people are going to call you out on that. What? what? There what can else? be only two. Not there only can be two. It's very oh, specific. Be... Okay. There can be the... only two. You want me to read that again? No. Read that again. 
No, I'm not alone. You read again. I'm fucking hanging out to dry on that one. Rob Maher says Queen's one proper deliberate metal song. Uh, though Brian soloing harks back to Queen One and Keep Yourself Alive, he plays something similar on the Bad News album he produced in '87. It is to Highlander what Flash is to Flash Gordon, Stone Cold Champion. I, I've played you Bad News here. I think I've sent you the bad the, the comic strip. Like it's basically like Spinal Tap, the British sort of version of Spinal Tap with a which is shit band in there. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, you have. Well, so when when um, Adrian Edmondson is, is Vim Fuego, we're the only band I know who can play a 13-bar boogie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that one. I could play um, Stairway to Heaven uh, when I was 12. Jimmy Page didn't actually write it until he was 22. I think that says quite a lot. And hey, it's Quinn from Man Volume for All. I think first time commenting on our podcast, and I listen... Anyone who's listening to this, probably you're aware or vaguely aware of Anne Volume for All, the podcast. If you're not, do yourselves a favor, go check it out. It is the best scripted podcast I've ever listened to. Um, Quinn's fucking hilarious. And also, I've learned a lot about heavy metal, which I didn't think I needed to, but it's filled in a lot of gaps for me. Anyway, Quinn says, had to Google the lyrics to find out what song this was. So now that's been added to my FBI file. (laughs) So um, first off, this song is a mess and I fucking love it. Uh, Freddie Mercury sounds unhinged and May's solo is just gonzo plus the movie clips and SFX nothing about this should work and yet champion very nice and I hear that in the voice of Dave Mustaine welcome to Anne Volume in Peace to Extinction a really fast podcast that's faster than Metallica's except when they're ripping me off I'm your host Dave <laughs> Ruddy Rutherford said I'm glad Kev Gave Big Country my first live gig, by the way, a shout out as the guitar solo does emulate what they're doing around this time. The song works as a soundtrack perfectly. Take it away from the film and it loses all meaning. But I love it. And the film, Championy. Uh, and Lynn Davidson says champion and I love the guitar bagpipes. I'm glad you mentioned the Eddie Van Halen thing. Uh, to me, this has always stuck out like a sore thumb. I don't base my champion dust evaluation on whether I think the song is a top 50% of Queen songs. It's not as scientific as that. Yeah, it ain't for me either. No, no. Yeah, we're all, yeah, we're all just fucking around here. Well, it's funny because you said last week even that you would, this one you weren't too sure about because you said like you're going to have to start throwing some of these songs on the dust bar because not everything, we, you know, if 80% of the catalog is a champion, you think, well, are we really being critical about that? But as I assured you offline, there is plenty more dust to come. David A. Wilson says, okay, lots to cover here. Firstly, Big Country used an Ebo for that bagpipe sound. Check out the intro to The Storm. It's kind of neat to know. Secondly, Metallic Rap. Thirdly, Clancy Brown's Kurgan is probably the most underrated bad guy in movie history. He's fucking deranged and genuinely scary as hell. Fourthly, Hearing those Kurgan lines in the song like, I know his name, still sends a shiver. But I've got to reluctantly dust it. A reluctant dust, if you will. It's just not a great song. I wouldn't skip it, because there's great bits in it, but I wouldn't add it to a playlist either. Yeah, well, fuck. Very, fair enough. Ian Winnick. John Loves Julie. Or at John Loves Julie, I should say, really. I suppose John lo- John John still loves Julie. Ian, does John still love Julie? This question has never been answered. After all this time? After all this time? um, It says, on the rare occasions I visit A Kind of Magic, I'm always pleasantly surprised by how much I love this track. And, while we're at it, Princes of the Universe. It's loud, it's ridiculous, and it's fun. In a word, metal. Whispered so Kev can't hear. Fucking awful film, though. 
I, you know what? Go f- figure it out. You know, that's just. Yeah, I see a really good possibility. He's 100% correct on that. Jim C, Curtis Sparkles. Who said they like that so much when we say Curtis Sparkles? Curtis I can't remember who it was, but it made me laugh. Curtis Sparkles. It was almost bearable until the May bagpipe guitar fuckery. Holy baked Alaska Christ, that was terrible. <laughs> it's just a few riffs with some soundtracks dropped in. <laughs> 80s Queen is fucking terrible. Uh, and yeah, that bagpipe thing, I, I, you know, I know, I know it's kind of c- cool and innovative or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's it kind of stumped the place up a little. Uh, and Steven Ursel says clear champion, stomping, aggressive, heavy rock riff in a song that revels in its own over the topness. The bagpipe solo is great. Freddie imperious on his absolute limit. Love it. Yeah. See, so like, you know, Jim uh, hates it. Uh, Steven likes it. It's just, we're all over the fucking ice on this one here. It's the beauty of music, Randy. I know. Don't, I don't, don't know why I sang I, that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why you're singing that. But Lisa Malloy says, I adore this song. It's an interaction song for me. I can't contain myself by always replying in a sinister voice. <laughs> I know his name. And performing airbag pipes to the brilliant solo champion all day long. Pete, he says, Freddie hated it. <laughs> but I kind of like it. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I like that Freddie hated it, but then he still... Yeah, we got we got the full Mercury on that one for sure. That's right. Yeah, Palace's dad Barry John Williams says this song has always been a bit of an odd one for me. Sometimes I love it, sometimes it winds me up completely. My brain says, "Dust this fucker." My heart is more forgiving. I honestly can't decide. Champion, if only for this second. In ten minutes' time, who knows what I'll think? It's still it's still a fucking. It's still a check in the right box there for me. And uh, Paul Walbuff, again, commented, I think he commented earlier, but he says, a champion and suits. And he's tagged in Clancy Brown. So, Clancy, if you're listening, thank you for your portrayal of the Kurgan. It was a, four, a seminal um, character in my development as a young man. Uh, he says, Clancy Brown's character, the Kurgan, down to the ground. After all, its full song title is Give Me the Prize in brackets Kurgan's theme. Proper Brian Banger with lots of energy from the whole band. It's a wind down the window of the car song when played in car louder. Alex Small says, watching Shawshank Redemption for the umpteenth time, I wondered, where do I know that voice? If I hear so much as a mouse finding in the rest of the night, I swear by God and sonny Jesus, you'll all visit the infirmary. Every last motherfucker in here. Ah, the Kurgan. <laughs> Man, he's, so, like, again, he plays such a fucking villain in Shawshank Redemption. So that's Warden Hadley, obviously, is the, is the character. And yeah, I love that bit too. By God and sonny Jesus. <laughs> Queen Rocks Australia, I'm writing this without having listened to the episode, nor the song itself in years. Not up there with Queen's best heavy tunes, but still has plenty going for it. Fred's insane throat-shredding vocal, the chunky riffs and bagpipe-inspired solo, film dialogue, and good production. Midwife Nikki says, okay, I thought I might dust this, but when you started playing it, I found myself smiling, and I smiled all through. So champion, every time apparently. Weirdly, I chose to learn this bagpipe solo before learning the bow rap one. No accounting for taste. Blah, blah, ha, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know what Pank says? He says, I know his name. I am Worm. Unbe- unbeatable at their best. And as you don't know the film Inside Out, that means absolutely yeah. fuck all to you. It does. Yeah, but they got uh, Clancy Brown there with his tongue out. Yeah. Father, forgive me. I am a worm. Jafo. Uh, fucking love this. Everything sounds great. Suits the movie well. Kurgan's voice suits the song. Brian's playing. Roger's slamming. Just awesome. Just 
fucking awesome champion, champion, champion. Merry Christmas. Darren Helliwell sells champion. Nice and heavy track. Like the guitar solo very much and great vocal. It's just, yeah, I mean, that vocal's insane, man. I, it's one of those that you need to be, you need to be a really good singer to even think about taking that on. You know, someone like, like a Sammy Hagar, maybe, let's say. Sammy Hagar, I mean, he wouldn't, Dave Lee Roth would never dare to dream of being able to sing that song, you know. So um, Andrew Holloway says, Dust, soundtrack fodder. A load of old bollocks. Brian having one of his I wish I was in Black Sabbath moments. I should think even Fred was embarrassed to sing this ludicrous tosh. And well, we kind of covered that. I don't think, you know, we, we kind of know that Freddie didn't love the song. Um, which I do find a wee bit strange. I don't think it's as bad as all that. So, yeah. Mm. And who doesn't wish they were in Black Sabbath? Jesus, I wish I was in Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Pat Brown Chrissy says, Champion, I am fresh out of words and can't even explain why I voted Champion. Other than the fact that it's awesome on so many levels, question mark. <laughs> uh, Scott Vandiver says, Thanks, at Kevron Canada, for putting me onto this from the podcast Will Rocks. That's the Van Halen podcast. Great work, gents. Love the song. Movie effects were wonky, but the song still rocks. Can't wait to see the I'm just trying to pod over here t shirts in the merch store. <laughs> Again, that's when that's when the fucking podcast last week devolved into a just insane chuckling when I said that and you just <laughs> lost your fucking mind. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Black Pie says, bonkers patchwork quilt of a song. Brian let loose with a theme, so not confined to creating a song. He really goes for it and it only works with the dialogue. A great one too with Princes of the Universe and redeems an album peppered with cack. Like pain is so close to pleasure. Eddie Van Halen influence all over this too, which we of course commented on. And Harry Hussey says, I like it when Queen go hard, sometimes. Stone Cold Crazy is great. I'm not as fond of the 80s metal-influenced heavy Queen, though. The guitar intro is excellent, but the song itself doesn't do it for me. Marginally dust. And I, you know, I'm with you here. I mean, except I went marginally champ. Richard Hearn says, absolute 10 out of 10 champion. I was lucky enough to be at Nedworth, but spent the whole time, the preset list spoilers, hoping for this song. A lesson to us all. Enjoy the moment and listen to Give Me the Prize when you get back home. Yeah. Uh, Doug Curran says, woo, first vault. I saw screen cap that he was the, the first one. He fucking voted it down, Randy. He says, I enjoy Blasting Give Me the Prize. I really do. But it's still not in my top half of Queen songs. Only one a kind of magic track is, which I'm going to guess is who wants to live forever, Doug. Uh, if only Queen could have capitalized on their live aid success with a better, more coherent album in 86. And I... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing which everyone feels so. Uh, Hugh Jenkins says, Absolute Champion. A Kind of Magic was the first Queen album I bought, and this was probably my most played song from it. Young Me really wished Queen would make an album full of songs like this. Sparky says, That's from the Carcass album, Necrotism. Discanting the Insalubrious. And it's a talking part between tracks. I have no fucking clue what he's talking about there. Yeah, me neither. That's why I made you read it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck so, about. I mean... Sparky Metal 666, if you are listening to this, please elucidate us because we don't, I, I, I just don't know what you're talking about, mate. I'm not even sure what uh, insalubrious means. I mean, I, what, I would, what I would say is that I know all the words in those, in those sentences there, but I, in that order, they in don't that really order, mean very much to me. No <laughs> yeah, Sparky, let us know. Uh, Brian Carlsier says it's a total mess, but probably the most Highlander thing on the album. And for that reason, it's a champ. The Kurgan was a total lad. <laughs> uh, and Blair A98 says, Dust, but only just. I like it, but the production is 280s. Uh, the guitars sound weak. As part of a soundtrack to a movie, awesome. As a standalone song, not so much. Yeah. Dominic Pierce says, 
I got the Kind of Magic album for my 11th birthday back in 86, so was not old enough to see the Highlander uh, when, it, when I had first heard the song. I don't think you need to see the film to appreciate it. I really like it, but it's not in my top 50, so I have to dust it. Fair enough. I mean, dust it, champion it, folks. You know what? Just live your lives. It's all good. <laughs> Lynn at Chris Van Six says, give the man the prize, champion. And Roostveen at Roostveen. I think that's a new comment around here. I don't remember Roostveen. Yeah. What about uh, what about Lynn Chris Van Six? Is that she's? Lynn, I'm pretty sure she's commented yeah? before. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, but Roostveen says, it's always a skip of me, except when I played the vinyl in the 80s. Don't like the noise, the sound of the guitar, and the screaming Freddy. Uh, it fits in the film, but not on an album. Sorry. You don't have to be sorry. Tom Boje, TB, says dust. Even dustier than the old lady's cooch in the movie. Dear God, man. We're back to that again. Uh, noisy, screechy, and the best reason Queen should have issued a proper album alongside a separate soundtrack. Skip it every time. According to Wikipedia, even Freddie and John agreed with me, per Brian. Yeah, but you know what? They're, they're not the arbiters of taste. They're in the band, but fucking Freddie and John have got some crap to account for in this catalog. Trust me. It's a good point, though. Um, you know, maybe they didn't have enough material to release a separate soundtrack, but certainly they had enough for an EP, and then they could have wrote a proper Queen album, right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's reasons why they did the way they did it, but I think it's a fair point, actually. It's fair, I'll concede it. Uh, Daniel Flett says, champion, Queen does Highland marching band. What more do you want? Hey, I don't <laughs> want anything more, Daniel. Over on Facebook, Paul Roberts says, never heard the album, never seen the film, not expecting much. Whoa, this is good. Block out the bagpipes and film sounds, uh, but much better than most of the 80s releases. Well worth more listens. And Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast says, I think this is one of those Queen songs where I'm not on board. They had four incredible songwriters in that band, meaning every album could have been filled with bangers. So the fact that really meh songs like this making on the albums is always a disappointment to me. This one really felt like Brian uh, was off recording on his own without the other guys, and they just threw it on the record without really putting too much behind it. Yeah, Brian, sounds fine to me. Um, sorry, boys, got to dust this one. I hate Winnipeg. And I said, I was said to him that I kind of surprised because Sean likes his metal, and I thought that there would be enough in the guitar riff and the sort of the weight of the song yeah. that might carry over the line for him. So but yeah, it just yeah. showed you. Suzanne Morris says, easy decision, champion all day long. And Brian Graham says, champion, always saw this as a highlight on a kind of magic because it's just so damn loud and vicious. Well, it's not top ranked queen, it's still a highlight in the pop heavy 80s. And I like the bagpipe type sound. Ha ha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, PJ Davis says, a champion, no question. And then underneath, he's got uh, Admiral Adama saying, so say we all. <laughs> to which you respond, so say we all. 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 Rude Seegers says, same issue as Flash Gordon. As a standalone song, it's average. As an 80s movie banger, it's awesome. Overall, it's a champ. The bagpipe guitar solo is the deal breaker. Talking about guitars, can you guys please stop ruining Metallica for me? I can't uh, listen uh, to any of their songs uh, anymore uh, without thinking of you guys. Uh. <laughs> You're just sitting here being a complete dick. Patrick McCarthy says there's not enough heavy queen in the 80s. Shouty Fred. There's no escape from his authority. When I rented Highlander on VHS at age 12, I replayed many times the sweet moment the song kicks in and the Princess of the Universe intro. Uh, and probably the sex scene 
Was there one? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think there was one, and it was just a bit naff. My old mate, my old mate Birch used to say, if no one's dead or naked in the first five minutes of a film, just turn it off. It's not worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, Steve, formerly known as Pepin, says, uh, same as Kevin here, I can't judge this song not thinking about the movie. As a kid, I kind of wanted to be the Kurgan. You know, the body of a grizzly bear, shouting in the church, putting out candles, doing mean stuff. However, my mummy forbade me from beheading random strangers. Furthermore, I developed the body of a bear, but not a grizzly bear, more that of a teddy bear. So this song is all I have left of my ambition to become Barbarian, a stone-cold champion. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Thank you for all the laughter this year. Your podcast is my number one. Spotify told me, and rightly so. A big fucking cheers. You know what? Cheers, Peppin, man. Really, really appreciate you listening and um, giving us a laugh all, all year as well. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Steve. The incomparable Sarah Chapman, the uh, founder, head of the Queen Pods um, Facebook group, says, easy peasy, champion. Next! <laughs> and James Lawrence says, so close to a champion, but just under the bar for me. Don't hate it, though. Michael J. Smith, well, you can imagine my delight when lacrosse talk blared through my speakers. I nearly <laughs> drove off the road. It's little gems like this that you guys throw in it that makes this pod immensely enjoyable. And I guess the queen talk. Oh, and the song, A Heavy Champion. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, uh, Alexander Rye, champion for me. And Serena Shemeka says, well, this is great because I just saw Highlander for the first time last Sunday. Yes, only 37 years after it was released. Not a big film watcher. Give me the prize. It's okay. Not a favorite, but I will give it a thumbs up. Champion. Um, and I was just going to say, uh, Kev, I'm not sure if you subscribe to uh, Amazon Prime, but it is on there. Highlander. I reluctantly do subscribe to Amazon Prime. Yeah. So it's there. If you want to watch it. Right, well, we're under 100 songs now on this fucking wheel, Randy, that we keep spinning to find out what song we're going to talk about. You know, it's a random song every week. We don't have enough time to do prep. We, or, we don't really have the inclination to either. We just like talking about the song as it comes up. Um, and if I've got any reminiscences about it, great. If Randy knows it, all the better. If he doesn't, then it's just as much fun for me. So is there anything at all? You know, it's the Christmas season. What do you want to listen to? What about um, Flash's theme from Flash Gordon? I mean, let's, 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 you know, let's just do it. You know, I'm pretty sure. So like back in England, Randy, we only had like, when I was growing up, you know, we only had three channels and then we got a fourth when I was probably about, I can't remember when channel four came, I think 1980, 81 or something. So it's quite, for most of my life, we only had three channels. And so at Christmas, you just kind of watch whatever was on TV because we didn't have VCRs back then either. And so things like Indiana Jones and Tampa and the, Temple of... Di no, Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's not got Indiana Jones in the title at all. It's got Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was on pretty much every fucking Christmas. That was one of the movies. And Flash, after it was released, became one of the movies they would sometimes show at Christmas. And if it was on, I always watched it. So I'm going to go to the Flash album as well, but I'm going to go with The Hero instead. Look at us, eh? Look at us. Look at us. Simpatico. Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Look at us. Say it again. Look at us. <laughs> We've got a two in 99 chance of spinning something from Flash Gordon. So it's a small chance. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll just do a quick little blessing. Please, please it, do. It's done. 
Oh, he did it. Okay. It's already done. Yeah. You, you waving your hand nondescript. I'm, I'm a cardinal. I'm a cardinal of <laughs> you fucking words. Okay. So let's fucking get on with it. It works for the fucking Catholics, I suppose. So we can just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what we're getting here, Randy. I think we, you know, we could be up for something. Are we going to get. Oh, stop there, you fucker. Oh. Hey, we're not going to flash, but we are going back to sheer heart attack. We didn't get anything off sheer heart attack for, for a little while there. And then we've been getting. Yeah, pretty consistently. What are we listening to tonight, Randy? Tenement Bunster. And the Cardinal, he like him a little bit of Roger Taylor singing. It's a Roger Taylor joint. It's a Roger Taylor vocal, Randy. I do. I think Roger's a great vocalist. What's our, uh, what's our modus operandi here? What do, we, what do we do now? Now that we've spun this thing, we know what random song we're uh, talking about. What are we going to do now? We go on the inter- internet and try and find uh, conspiracy theories, and uh, we do our research. <laughs> What's up all you rock fans? My name is Mark Kamire. I'm here representing the quintessential Van Halen podcast and the podcast will rock. Myself and my co-host Corey Morissette are breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. We spin a wheel and where it lands, that's the song we talk about. We go into it musically, lyrically, maybe even a behind the scenes story. It's all random and it's all fun. It's a show by fans for the fans, not experts, not rock historians, just simple fans here at the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. Tenement Funster, Roger Taylor song, two minutes, 47 seconds. Uh, obviously, we got Rog singing here because he wrote it. And he's doing the backing vocals, Fred on piano, Brian, yeah, yeah, he plays some guitar. I'm not sure if you heard that or not. And John Deacon uh, plays the bass and acoustic guitar, which is kind of interesting. Recorded in 1974 uh, in Wales, London, uh, and then mixed in London at Trident Studios. And uh, what's, you know, so I don't know the song, first of all, Kevin, I'm not sure if you asked me that. I didn't uh, but ask reading, you that. reading in Queen all the songs. Uh, apparently, it is very much an ode to uh, T-Rex, um, which Kev and I are both fans of. So I'm actually really quite excited to uh, to give this a little listen here. And I, I wouldn't necessarily um, be expecting any sonic similarity, particularly. Mm-hmm. Not, well, not a yeah. ton. There's a little bit in the riff, maybe. But, but yeah, I mean, it's... It's in that sort of same vein, and it's it's pretty short. It's punchy. Now, the the cool thing about this song too, though, Randy, is that it's essentially part of a medley on Sheer Heart Attack. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you got Tenement Funster, Flicker the Wrist, and then Lily the Valley, and they do all sort of blend together into one piece. Now they're completely separate songs, you know, because Roger wrote this one, and then Freddie wrote the other two, so they were never really they weren't written as a as a single piece. Right. And so when Queen released uh Queen, it's they called it Queen's first EP which we, I definitely had as a kid. I remember seeing that. They changed the ending, so there is an actual ending for this song. So we're going to listen to the album version. Is All that to say, we'll listen to the mm-hmm. album version, so there's going to be an abrupt stop at the end of this song, and everyone out there in the Queen world who knows Queen and knows this album is going to start singing or start humming the uh, the opening yeah. bars to uh, to flick at the wrist. So, yeah. Nice. So you don't know the song. Like you said, you, you, you're not too sure of this one, and I think... I should, what I should do, Randy, is I should bring over my Sheer Heart Attack vinyl for you sometime. 
because mm-hmm. I really think that you'd like this album. And I know that you've been, you always try to sort of, you haven't been listening to Queen ahead of doing the podcast just to sort of keep things as fresh as you can. But I, I really think you'd like this album. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to. That'd be great. And yeah, you're right. I intentionally try not to listen to Queen. All right. Here is Tenement Funster from 1974's Sheer Heart Attack. My new purple shoes been amazing to people next door And my rock and roll 45 Been enraging the folks on the love floor Doubled on the vocals? This lead there is doubled probably or or is that just an effect he's got on it? Uh, it's hard to say, and I wasn't listening for it. Sorry, I was just okay. really trying to follow along the lyrics. Do you like the guitar tone? I like that kind of nice little gentle kind of... Not not so far. No, no I don't no. really like that acoustic sound too much. No, it doesn't sound like a real acoustic. I, I am... <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's move on. There's only been 30 seconds. I, it's hard to cast judgment. So they've got the piano. So it's quite yeah. a. This, what I like about, I mean, she had a second general, I think, and this song is there's, there's quite a lot of space in it, even though there is, you know little bit going on but there's lots of space in this song for all the instrumentation to really be present and clear and you can hear everything that's being played properly and sounds good you know sounds like it's just maybe a, a, sl- a slap delay on his vocal i don't think it doubled mm. not not from from okay from when from once you asked from whence i asked what are you in the fucking 17th century now what's, what's going on how old is you the church of go fuck yourself you know what why don't you just go fuck yourself and hit fucking play Jesus fucking Murphy. Give me a good guitar. And you could say that my head's a disgrace. Oh, just find me an open car. I'll make the speed of light out of this place. Just a quick, uh, quick uh, copyright pause there, Randy. Just so we don't, you know, just pay attention to these. I'm the producer, after all, you know. Um, some fairly, fairly impressive chord uh, chord changes there for a for drummer, don't you think? You know, more than three chords in there, definitely. I suppose you know. I did not pull up a chord chart, which I quite often do, but mm. uh, I find that solo a little disjointed. Truthfully, since just, just a lot of hula hula with some, I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't really seem like it's going anywhere. But hey. Mm-hmm. Fuck do I know? <laughs> mm, I like the good things in life. 
<laughs> like he's doing the the kid voice at the end there. Mm. I used to love that one as a kid. I was like, I, I can sing that bit. <laughs> <laughs> little little old uh, seven year old kid before his balls dropped. You know, I can sing that bit. That's right. What do you think yeah. of the main riff? Do you like? I mean, it's pretty basic. It's not you know, tongue going on in it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But basics a good word. Basics a good word. I mean, the whole song is, you know, it is, it, you know, it sounds yeah. a bit basic. Yeah. Okay, so also the, the song doesn't fade there because it's going to transition directly into that next song, which is really weird that the Queen official website put that weird fade on there. Yeah, I, that's, I'm really curious about that because, again, we'll, obviously we're going to go back and listen to this now, folks, because when it's a song that Randy doesn't know, we go and listen all the way through so that he gets an uninterrupted listen without me fucking stopping and yakking and pontificating about Queen and da-da-da-da. Um, and then we'll get a better idea of what we think of it, and we make some notes, and we'll talk about that, and we'll vote on it. But I also, once we've done all that, I want to listen to the ending that they put on the Queen's first EP. Because, again, the the two songs, you know, this one and then um, Flick of the Wrist, are it transitions just immediately into Flick of the Wrist there, where the, where the fade-out happened on this version. So yeah. mm, Right, right. Cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd be nice to hear uh, be nice to hear what the, the, you know, the ending mm-hmm. originally intended, right? Well, let me bring that up, Randy. What we'll do is this time we listen through, I'll actually play the... Let me just find that version. Sure. And then it goes into... This isn't the version with the proper ending then that we were hoping to hear. No, this is the this is the this is the album version. That's how it sounds on the album. Because it because it transitions just immediately into oh, oh, like oh, the rest. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, and I thought you were gonna play me the uh I thought you were gonna play me the one with the uh with the actual with, with an actual ending. We're gonna do that one after we've talked about it a little bit, I think. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Because I think really what we ought to do first, Randy, is uh you know, because the whole point of this podcast is to you know, champions against dusters to divide the queen community and to make sure that people have to pick a side and bloody well stick to it. Which means that we've got to vote on this fucking thing. I'm pretty sure it's your turn first there, Haas. It is my turn first. You're right. So, Mr. Brown, is this a champion or does this one bite the dust? Well, Randy, it may surprise you to learn that and again this is one that i'm a little bit nervous about so for you randy are you going to be right and say this is one of the champions or are you just going to be a complete jackass and say that this one bites the dust fucking hell i just don't really know I'm being completely fucking honest with you. Yeah.
I was pretty sure you were going to dust this one. Fucking close. Yeah. You're sort of a 51er again. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, I'm sure you probably got lots more to say about it than I do. So I'll just, I'll get my, my bit out here. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't, it just, I don't, don't really think it's a super great song. You know, there's, 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 there's things I, I like about it. Um, I, I think that I don't think the lyrics are all that great, but Rogers, Rogers sings a good, I, 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 I hate the, the sound of that acoustic, the start. <laughs> no, it does. It sounds terrible. Like that's not the, what an acoustic guitar sounds like. And then I don't really like, like the, like the drums sound good. It just, it just seems like a, like a basic fucking bitch. It just seems basic. It seems like a not fully formed queen playing some songs before they were a fully formed queen with their own sound. I know that's probably going to piss a bunch of people off, but that's, uh, that's the way it sounds to me. All that said, why then did you champion this? Cause you haven't said a single positive in there to offset well, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, maybe, 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 maybe I should take it back. I don't know. You know, my new, my new purple shoes. They've been amazing to people next door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But that's that whole Teddy boy thing, which I don't think we really had that in North America. The whole Teddy boy thing. Like, I don't know. Let me just bring up. No, no, but I, but I know what a Teddy boy is. It's, it's, it's similar to our uh, North American version. What the fuck do we call them over here? But I'm pretty sure I know what that, 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 that is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, okay. I don't, I'm not. I was just saying, I don't often do this. I'm not too sure if I've done this at all. I'm going to give you a chance to, if you want to, I'm going to give you a chance to change your mind here. Because really? I, you, you, I think you, I, I'm, I think you just didn't know, didn't know which way to go. But after everything you said in summation, like I said, you haven't actually sort of given me a, but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Think you should be true to yourself, Randy. Well, I, I think I'm definitely to be called Mr. Randy and probably all kinds of names. Uh, because I know that this everybody everybody just loves 70s Queen. I mm. just I don't know. I just don't like you know, like I said, I don't know. Maybe my favorite things about it are, are would be the you know. Well, like I said, there's some good moments, but I don't know. Okay, yeah. give me the give me the positives. Give me your positives. Well, I mean, I, again, it's it's difficult to sort of dis- disentangle this from the sheer heart attack medley and i think that once you hear it once you hear it leading into flick of the wrist it kind of makes more sense in a way there's something about sure. it that just you know what i mean like there's and this is the first song we've done on side one i think or maybe yeah, i think it's the first time we've done on side one uh, of sheer heart attack so we don't have that sort of bigger sense of what this album is and to me tenement funds is just this sort of essential glue on she artist, you can't do without it. Is it a great song standalone? I can't say it's a great song standalone. I really like the drum part that he's playing. I quite I like the kick snare pattern that he plays. Um, I like the, the, some of the fills that he puts in there. I think his toms mm-hmm. sound good. Um, it's a really They're nice, huge. simple bass part. And yeah, of course, it's a 70s queen, right? And we said, like, there's a nice little um, ascending uh, bass lick that John plays where he ends on a seventh, on the major yep. seventh. I like the piano. I think that kind of sounds cool when it comes in. And we'd said, like, we were listening through, and it's not present throughout. Maybe it 
could have been should it's have either, been potential. Yeah, it's either there or it's buried or 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 not there, and only just in some certain spots. I I, I think Brian Solo is a bit of a train wreck too, dude. Do you like right. it? Do you think it's great? I like it thematically in the song, but again, I think that it's one of those problems with this song that I'm 50 years old now. I've been listening to this song for 14. I've been listening to this song. I mean, basically my entire life. So it's just part of what I know Queen to be and what I love about Queen. And You know what I mean? So mm. I can see where that solo fits within the pantheon of everything Brian did. Right. Um, there's also another thing about this song that I always kind of <laughs> go back to is that, for, I mean, for years now, and I actually sit there and read, you know, you sit there with the LP and you read the lyrics and everything. But I, was, I, could, I would have sworn that he was singing Diamonds Are Crazy instead of Young and You're Crazy. Because to my mm. ear, that's what it sounded like, and that's what I always sang. So it's one of those misheard lyrics that gives your attachment to that song in a little bit of a different dimension too, right? I guess it's uh, I guess that's the advantage that you have, and uh, I would say all of our listeners have, is that you guys you guys know the whole catalog, tip to tail. Yeah. And so you know, you know, so like you say, you can you can kind of hear this is the evolution of of Brian and of of, of Queen and of, of all of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas, you know, I'm just kind of all of a sudden, you know, in this instance, I'm stuck in the middle of a medley hearing this for the first time with no understanding of how, of how it yeah. all, of how it all fits into, even to that medley, let alone the whole album and let alone their whole career. Yeah. So, but uh, you know what? And thanks for letting me revote because really now that I, now that I've really kind of decided, uh, just on, on its own as a standalone song, stand alone song. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, you know, weak sauce. Weak sauce, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and again, like, look, if you gave me this song on its own without me knowing Queen and it wasn't Roger Taylor singing, like, if it was just some artist and it was just a song on its own, I don't know how much I would love this. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, because of because of how big Sheer Heart Attack is and how good an album it is, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where you take any one of the sort of, you know, the second tier songs, and there are top tier and second tier songs on Sheer Heart Attack, and I, I think anyone who says otherwise has been a little bit silly right because there's a couple of tracks mm-hmm. on there they're not and they're not it's not like i would say they're bad tracks but they're just that next level down but it's when they all come together sometimes an album needs all the songs all those little you know one minute two minute three minute filler pieces that when you lose them they just the album doesn't make as much sense you know yeah yeah but you know when you stack up this song against stone cold crazy now i'm here killer queen or, yeah or even in the lap of the gods i mean i don't know to me it's i mean honestly Okay, so you side one of Sheer Heart Attack is Brian Rock, Killer Queen, Tenement Funster, Flick of the Wrist, Lily of the Valley, now I'm here. Yeah. Tenement Funster is by far the weakest of those six songs. No question about that to, to me. Yeah. Um, Maybe some people would argue Lily of the Valley because the nature of the song, but and I know there's people who don't like Now I'm Here and maybe would put Tenement Funster out of Now I'm Here, but to me, this is, but again, it's that, it's the start of the medley. If you took it off, it just it just wouldn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to play just the opening bars, a few bars of Flick of the Wrist, just to, you can so you can see how Tenement yeah. Monster transitions. Yeah, so just so you get what that means, right? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you to do that. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to hear how it I'd like to hear how it transitions.
So that's the transition from Tenement yeah. Funster to Flick of the Wrist, right? Well, that certainly does that certainly does a better sales job, that's for sure, than just going, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's actually that's actually quite cool. And then you can really hear that cool piano and um yeah. Yeah, and I guess you know, not not to completely shit on the song. There there, there are some good moments, but for me, I guess if last week was fifty one, then mm-hmm. you know, I don't, you know, this is maybe this is like forty, forty, yeah, forty, forty two. Well, shit, man, <laughs> fucking, you know, we always tell people just fucking like what you like. You don't need to apologize. Anyone no needs to apologize for what they like and don't like. I mean, Jesus Christ, I dusted thirty nine. Fuck me. I mean, thirty nine. I mean. In any metric is better than this song, I would probably argue. You know? mm. But yeah. the sentimental thing sometimes makes sense. So let's listen to the EP version because they've got an actual ending on here. Yes, please. Yeah, and you can hear that uh, you can hear that held over uh, 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 harmonic, uh, right? In 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 the the transition of the next song that you had played me, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there we go. I mean, that's you know. I mean, did I think? To, I, like I said, I was pretty sure you were going to downvote this, and I I don't. Sometimes I just think eh, I don't think there's enough. I've I've got used to your rhythms now. For I just don't like the song. And right, sometimes right. I think as we're talking, then I'll think, okay, well, I think that this might swing it for him. I think that he said he likes this, but he likes that. But I think he'll maybe that'll there'll be enough there just to bump it and tip it. But this one, as we were talking about it all the way through, I was like, yeah, no, I think this one's going down. I think this one's going in the bin for Randy. So, you know. Well, no, and then when you said, Well, you <laughs> you haven't said anything good about it, yet yeah. you <laughs> championed it. So that was like, okay, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta reevaluate. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. Let the Mr. Randy's begin. I mean, I, I, again, though, I fucking love the line, give me a good guitar and you can say that my hair is a disgrace. You like that line? I just like that line because that's that kind of like, you know, that kind of teenage, fuck you kind of thing, you know? I don't know. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not a dreadful, I mean, my new purple shoes have been amazing, the people next door. I don't like, I don't know why, like I said, there's that weird sort of, yeah. You know, 70s British thing. And my rock and roll 45 has been enraging the folks on the lower floor. Again, I've played fucking records loud all my life. And I'm sure that when well, I was I, in the I, army, people keep people came and knocked on me and I was like, can you turn the fucking, can you turn Queen down? You know? I do kind of like that line. I think that's a pretty good line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not, a, not an awful, it's not an awful lyric, Randy. No, no, no. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's not even a, a, an awful song. It's just, uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't tickle my my fancy. Yeah. Nor does it tickle my plane. <laughs> okay. Well, we're split on this one, which doesn't happen a ton. I should go back and look at how many times we've been split. That'd be kind of interesting to see. I'd say it's probably only about yeah nine or ten times. But what we've got to try and do is guess how the people on Twitter are uh, going to vote on this one, Randy. And it's my goal first on this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and you, and you have your finger on the pulse. Well, and my finger's, and my finger's somewhere else. It's as you said. It's seventies Queen. It's from Sheer Heart Attack. Anyone who loves seventies Queen and loves Sheer Heart Attack, I don't think they're going to downvote this one. No, 
But I also don't think it's going to be... I'll be surprised. I'll be a little bit surprised, let's say, if it's above 90. So I'm going to say 88. I'm going to go 88% champion. Wow. 12% bites to dust. Wow. What does that leave you? So you're you're going that high and I dusted it. Holy fuck. Uh, uh but, but I mean again for for the for similar reasons to why I championed it. Not I that know. I think it's the best song that fucking Roger Taylor ever wrote, or that it's anywhere no, near the best song on Shiard Attack, but it's just sort of it's just fits on Shiard Attack in the way that Queen fans, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna dust it. So yeah. But everybody that listens to this podcast is a, a Queen fan and arguably a larger Queen fan than I. Right. I mean, almost certainly a larger Queen fan than I, Randy, which, you know, and I'm a big Queen fan, so. Yeah, so so that's why I'm saying you have your finger on the pulse, and you're saying that, so I don't know what else to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for my safety net. 75.5. No. Oh, 75. I thought you were going 50-50 then. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm going to go 75-25 and just hope that maybe, maybe there's some dissenters amongst, yeah. amongst the crew. It's, you know what we don't have a lot of, Randy, is real hardcore '80s Queen fans like who prefer '80s Queen. You don't hear that very often. No, you know, which I'm sure there's people out there, but they just hide in their little, their fucking Holes. little, their little fucking grief caves wherever they fucking live, and they just sit there being miserable and listening to synths and fucking I don't know, probably eating Cheetos and you know, I don't how know. many? I don't know what they do. When we look at the stats, uh. How many '80s Queen songs have we had? Are, are we have we covered more of the old stuff, or where are we? Do you think? I mean, is there even in sort of an easier way to kind of figure that out? Or we have done 25 songs from the '80s and '90s. Of course, I have this to hand, Randy. Of course, I've got this in my spreadsheet. Um, and we've done well, including today's episode 29 now from the '70s. So we've done very slightly more '70s than '80s. Um, yeah. and we can just we'll just tell people, you know, we're we're sort of. 77.26% champion on the 70s stuff and 53.57 on the 80s and 90s. The Queen, our listeners as a whole, 84% poll average on the 70s stuff and 63% on the 80s and 90s. So we're not a million miles apart, to be honest. No, 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 we're not. So, you know, hmm. no, this, yeah, this is only the 10th time that we've disagreed. Out I kind of, of thought we were roughly there. Some, yeah. 61. This is the 61st episode it's today. Yeah. Which reminds me, there's something else we've got to do, Randy. Go on. We've got to decide what, uh, which episode of this season is going to be the uh, B-side pod review. So I'm going to click generate on this little random number, Google random number generator. I'm going to click it. How many times should I click it? Thrice. Tell me. Thrice. One, two, three. Fifth episode of this season, folks will be the B-side pod review. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's Tenement Funster. I mean, I think we've probably said all we need to say, haven't we? Is there anything else you want to say about it? Do you want to change yeah. your vote again? Yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> I want to go back, and I want to change my vote again. This time, though, we're going we're gonna to have a... Well, I'm adding a third fucking category. Uh-oh. Well, here, here's, here's, your, here's your third, uh, here's your third out, uh, your third, um,
Uh, there you go. Where'd you, where'd you dig that up? Oh, I have all the things at hand. I have all the old, <laughs> all the old things kicking around in my arsenal. You should let the good folks know what that tune was, Randy. Well, it sounds like maybe the demo of my, uh, one of my songs. <laughs> it was called uh, Wild Irish Dragon Woman. That's Is that the demo or is that the, it sounded like the, the demo. It's the first album version, I'm pretty sure. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say. I, I would say that, and I'm not going to talk about, okay, I'm not going to talk about Lars Ulrich every week. Okay. But yeah, I've I been like, I would like to dial it back a bit. Yeah. I, I'd like to dial that back too, but I've just, I was telling you offline that um, because me and Corey Morissette on the Ultimate Catalog Clash have started doing Metallica. The first episode dropped today. Um, season two of the Ultimate Catalog Clash kicked off with side A of the Black Album or Metallica Metallica. And I gotta tell you, Randy, like doing my research on Metallica, I ended up watching some kind of monster and a year and a half in the life of Metallica. I'm starting to wonder whether Lars Ulrich might be one of the best pieces of performance art that's ever been done by anyone. I think that Lars Ulrich is playing a character called Lars Ulrich and has been in character for 40 years in every single public appearance he's ever made. And I think that man might be a genius. So you've come full circle. And and from a, a dirtbag, no talent, piece of shit, to possibly one of the best performance artists of all time. Of all time. I mean, okay, so my our English yeah. listeners will be very familiar with Les Dawson, who used to, one of his shticks when he, in his live performance was playing the piano very badly. Perhaps you join me in a small sing-song. <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, where would we be without good music? <laughs> Here. But to be able to play the piano deliberately badly, you've got to be kind of really fucking good at it. So I think that maybe Lars Ulrich is so brilliantly brilliant at playing the drums badly because he might be on a level with Neil Peart and, you know, all the, all the greats of, of percussion. You know, may, maybe he's as good as Buddy Rich. I don't fucking know, Randy. Because what, what I'm getting at is that I cannot accept that there is a human being alive that fucking stupid and unlikable. It's amazing mm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think yeah. of that? Well, yeah, I, I just don't have quite as strong a feelings about Lars Ulrich <laughs> as you do. But, but listen, listen, I uh, really don't really give a flying fuck about Metallica basically mm. really at all. So, mm. so yeah. maybe it just, it just doesn't, it just falls under that I don't really give a fuck category. Yeah. You know, I, I know, I realize he's a, he's a, he's a loud mouth and, uh, <laughs> And like I said, we were talking about the some kind of monster that documentary. It's like I don't know why. Why would you make this? Like who, and who wants to watch this? Nobody looks good. They all sound like a bunch of horrible fucking people. Apart like, from Kirk Hammett, you... who's just a nice man. You leave sure. Kirk alone. Yeah, sure. I mean, Bob Rock's cool. Whatever. I mean, you know. It's, but it's just, I don't know why. It, 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 I don't know. Pick some horrible time of your life and then fucking make a documentary about it you know like why what <laughs> well i'll tell you this though randy you know we were making fun of james hetfield uh, quite a lot over the last mm -hmm. i don't know two three weeks ever kind of coming right i still don't like that thing that he does 
But I also don't like the IEI thing that Axel does. James Hetfield is 50 times the singer, otherwise, that Axel Rose is. I mean, just it's not even the same fucking ballpark. I think he's a not much even, better vocals. Not even in the cold November rain, you don't think? Not he's not even in the he's not even in the damp October <laughs> mist. Is that so far back it is? <laughs> oh, oh my lord. Heavens to fucking Betsy. Um Yeah, yeah. Metallica. I've told you what my uh, my Metallica tribute band's gonna be called, right? I don't think so. Yeah, Tamalica. <laughs> oh Lord! And who's going to watch that, Randy? Who's going to Who's going to watch your Metallica tribute band now? Huh? Well, you know what? You know who watches tribute bands? Fake fans. Fake fans. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, fake fans see tribute bands. <laughs> this from a guy. This from a guy who's played in several. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> quite good ones too actually by the way just as we're commenting on that but yeah uh, one time i played in a ccr tribute and this guy came up to me and he said yeah you know fucking ccr is my favorite band and i said yeah you and like 50 fucking million other people why do you think i'm here <laughs> you're not I telling me anything that. new i didn't say that but i thought it well she didn't i thought it one thing that people should know is the Cardinal's all fucking, he's all mouth and, and an attitude online, but when you actually meet him in real life, he's a very nice man. <laughs> <laughs> Says you. What is a tenement bumpster? I think maybe it's an alternative to loud, noisy neighbor in an apartment. But tenement bumpster rolls off the tongue a bit better, doesn't it? If I were to title this episode, I'd call it, Raj, just turn down the stereo. Or possibly, Mr. Randy really fucking blew it this time. We genuinely appreciate engagement, so you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. We will be back with you next week to chat about Queen. I just feel so disrespected.